everybody, welcome back to the Big Mark Podcast. It's me, your host, Big Mark. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. Like I said, if uh, you like the show today, please rate it. You know, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications so you know when there's a new video dropping. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, wherever it is, Spotify or Apple, like I said, go and uh, rate it and then go and tell your friends. We always say if you tell one friend, we'll double the podcast overnight. Um, big shout out, had great response on the last video and, um, you know, we're at 50 so far. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. If you want to write in or talk to us on the podcast, check us out on Instagram or Twitter at the Big Mark Pod or at the Big Mark Podcast. And yeah, like I said, you know, if you want to hear something, we're 50 episodes in, two more weeks till a year. Um, you know, I'm always looking for topics and I love uh, I love hearing from you guys and I want to know how uh, how we're doing and, and what, you, what you guys think about everything. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about today's topic because in light of this weekend's events. So it is uh, currently November 23rd. So this weekend, I believe on Saturday, um, the London Beefeaters, which is um, a CGFL team. So the Canadian Junior Football League, which is basically, I believe it's 22 and under. When I used to play, it was 23 and under. It's essentially junior football, like junior hockey. Um you know, it's semi-pro, it's not, these guys don't get paid, I guess some teams out west actually, some of the guys kind of get paid, but um, um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, um, again, guys kind of keep playing, you get a lot of guys that used to be, um, you know, high school players, a lot of college guys, guys that went to college to do whatever, and obviously there's no football in college in Canada, so it is kind of, it's a bit of a ragtag league, so to speak. Some of the guys that played too are also guys that um, used to play in university, or sorry, go to university, but just maybe aren't necessarily good enough to play, maybe kind of like me, <laughs> um, so... In tw- 2012, I actually played for the London Beefeaters. And um, this weekend, they had a huge win um, against the St. Clair Fratman, who used to be the Windsor Fratman. But um, <clears throat> London had a great, great win, and they somehow got a bye to the championship. Anyway, I'll go into that story later. But like I said, in 2012, um, when I was playing, so for everyone listening, I used to play football for the University of Western Ontario. And then in my third yeah, going into my third year, um, my old line coach, Shoto Chris Bertoya, um, came up to me and my buddy B-Rai, and he did this with a couple other guys, but specifically me and my buddy B-Rai, because we were super tight, shout out B-Rai. Um, <clears throat> he he kind of took us aside after, I think it was like spring camp, or was like one of the last camps um, in second year, kind of leaving for the year. Um and, um, or sorry, leaving for the summer, I should say. And, um, so coach took us aside and he's like, boys, and we're like fucking oblivious to this. In fact, like we thought we had a decent spring camp, whatever, right? At least that's how I was feeling. And, um, he takes us, takes us aside. And at this point, 
there were some other guys on the team throughout the years. Like, so we had been there for a couple years at this point in our first year and our second year, we saw a couple guys play for the beefs, the London beef eaters. We always call them the beefs. And, uh, sorry, I couldn't wear the t-shirt tonight. I would, I already wore it in a previous episode and I vowed not to wear the same t-shirt more than once, but I am rocking some, uh, some of the hardware. Tell you how we, I'll tell you how we got that at the end of the day. But, um, Coach Bertoyo took us aside, and like I said, there was these other players that had played beefs, and it wasn't really a step up in the world. Let me just put it that way. A lot of times it seemed like a demotion, you know, but the coaches put it in a way that, and it made sense. The coaches saw it like, you know, we're giving you game, game time looks where you can go out there and go 110% because... For me personally, like when you play football, especially if you're not a starter, a lot of times they use in what's called scout team, which is basically you're just playing the other team's offense, in my case, for the look at the starting defense. And you can get complacent with that. But my big thing, too, is I'm going against like my buddies, especially all my buddies on on the defense team, all the Grove boys, shout out. But, like, I was, like, buddies with all these guys. Like, I don't, the last thing I want to do is, like, try and rip their head off. And, unfortunately, with, with football, being a group combat sport, you basically have to have that mindset where you're going to fucking want to take someone down. And, again, in practice, these are my buddies. So, it maybe never really came across to the coaches what my what, what capabilities are. So, again, they kind of used beefs as a little bit of a look. And, in some cases, it was... Um, it was then like a proven ground and then maybe you got a chance to to play for western which is which is awesome and that's always the opportunity there so coach bertoya takes me and bri aside and he goes boys like we were wondering if you guys would would want to play i think he said if you want to play beefs like obviously it was a choice we could have said fuck off we, we want to like really fucking try at western but, um, you know, like I said, me, me and B-Rye, we're going into our third year and we're kind of like, fuck, coach is asking us to play beefs like this fucking sucks, man. Like we were pissed. Um, and like we both went home. And we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? We were living together at that point, too. And we're just like, all right, whatever, let's play and let's fucking play hard and just do this shit and prove that we deserve a spot on fuck on western and a, a starting position on on the team so um so me and b-rye go out to i think they had like an early camp fucking spring little tryout thing for the beefs where it was all local guys of course you know it's london beef eaters so it's all guys from london and me, B-Rye, and I think at the time there was like two or three other guys that were on the on the Western O-line that that came with us. And there was maybe some other offensive players, and I, I don't know if there was any defensive players from Western at the time. But uh, we go to this camp thing, and we hosted it at Western, and all these, all these uh, London guys show up. And truthfully, like I kind of feel sorry for them because... Me and B-Rye and all the people who were asked to play beefs were, had a fucking major chip on our shoulder. We were fucking rattled. And again, you know, like we just spent the last two years just playing against other like our, our own teammates, but other CIS guys. So we played we were playing at, at our, our high level. Yeah, we weren't fucking starting, but we were doing our thing. 
and um, we go up against these these guys and we fucking cream them. Honestly, B Rye, tell me later. I, I don't, I'm not sure 100% if B Rye was there. But anyway, we play and we fucking lit these kids up, man. Like it was just, no, I think B Rye was there. Sorry. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> we lit these fucking kids up, man. Like these London kids. It was disgusting. Like, I'm sorry. Um, it was it was brutal. As as we go on today in today's episode, I'm going to refer to like Western guys and beefs guys. When I say Western guys, it's all the offense basically because essentially the 2012 beefs, almost the entire starting offense was from Western except our run our one running running back shout out uh, shout out Kyle Woldenberg, um, fucking great great running back. But literally every other single player was from Western more or less in third year or second year at that point. Um, and you know, had, had gone through a year or two already at Western and just like we were running Western's offense with the beefs and it was just like, we fucking knew what to do. And it was just like super automatic. So basically all coach Vuvalaitis shout out, uh, shout out coach Vuv, our, uh, our head coach, basically had to do was just like kind of take care of the defense and um ryan ryan clutterbuck who also used to play at western too and was my buddy in a ta in, in one of my classes uh at western was our offensive coordinator too so again he knew the fucking offense really well josh butchell was our offensive line coach with andy rady who they both had played at western we played me and all the old linemen actually played with butchell in in our first year he was in his last year at western so it was a really tight unit with the coaching and the, and the players. So that was really interesting. Um, before I even got to Western, um, I actually, um, I actually played, ah, whatever. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so this roster is pretty stacked. And actually at that point, uh, Joe Cercelli, uh, who's now the head coach at, uh, university of Windsor, um, is um anyway sorry um we had a really really solid offense and again just the defense was something uh, by the end of the year i think we had like three or four western guys on defense but truthfully most of the defense was was were london local guys and kudos to them they stepped up many times during the season fucking got after it god bless um they um they got their asses fucking kicked in practice like we took it to them we never held back in fact because we were still on western we would practice with western so we had so this was our schedule monday nights we had practice with the beefs tuesday we had practice with western and the beefs wednesday western and beefs thursday just just beefs because thursday was walk through day um, for, uh, the starting, no, 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 sorry, my bad, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Western, and fucking beef, so at two practices a, a fucking day, and then Friday was walkthrough day for Western, it was also walk, walkthrough day for beefs, because usually our games were Saturday, games on Saturday, and then Sunday rundown, sometimes we'd go to Western's rundown too, so, 
it was basically like seven fucking days a week of football, essentially. Most of the time we took the Sunday off, like, let's be honest, but <clears throat> like we were fully still part of Western's, Western's roster. It's just we left halfway through to go over across fucking town to go and practice with the beefs. And like I said, put it the fucking boots to uh, to those local boys on defense. But my God, did they ever uh, improve? And like I said, it's like 22 and under. So like a lot, some guys were like 18, 19, you know, 20, just fucking learning the fucking game still. So like I said, good for them for, for fucking playing. When I was 17, I actually played for the Hamilton Hurricanes. Um, before, I, before I got to Western, it was um, 2008. And it was actually 14 years since the Hurricanes were actually a team. <clears throat> and um, my neighbor was a coach. My dad used to play. A bunch of people used to play. Anyway, um, and I got the chance to play. I started at left tackle. It was great. We didn't do all that great my first year. Second year was kind of a fucking shitty experience. Um, kind of halfway through the season, my, my coach, the head coach, benched me. And our O-line coach was kind of like... I'm sorry, but I have to do this as a head coach telling me. And I guess it was probably because I wasn't performing. But again, like in high school, this was grade 13. So like grade 12 plus, like I still didn't really know what I was doing. What I had learned with the Hurricanes was 10 times better than what I learned in high school. But I still didn't know what I was quite doing. And I think my size and, and relative athleticism kind of... I guess made people think that I was probably capable of more. But honestly, as much as my body was made for football and I was made to play, like I still to this day am not like the best like football like tactician. Like I could never be a head coach kind of thing. So anyway, there's probably some mistakes I made here and there that just pissed this fucking coach off. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck I ever did to, to Jason Hayes and he fucking benched me. After when I left in... From the first year in 2008, so this is grade 12, I was supposed to be going back to, I was supposed to graduate and go to Western out of grade 12. That was, that was the major plan. My marks weren't, ended up not being good enough, so I just came back for another half year. So I was like, fuck it, I'll play Hurricanes again. But when I was leaving the year before, the when I was leaving the Hurricanes to quote unquote go to school before my marks came in, they were like, oh, we, we wish we could have you back. You know, we'd love to have you back. And then when I did, they were they're happy. So <clears throat> it's kind of a fucking mind fuck at the end of the day. Really disappointing. Um, Dale Sanderson was my online coach there. Don't blame him at all. Shout out Dale. But anyway, I just was fucking just so disappointed with that. Um, but then went off to Western and what I fucking learned, even just in first year alone, completely trumped everything hurricanes everything st mary's my high school had ever taught me all that shit fucking tenfold just like the amount of shit i learned um about o-line specifically obviously and then obviously about the game of football too again i don't think i could be a head coach but i could probably be if you made me an offensive coordinator if not definitely an offensive line coach because <clears throat> really offensive line is so specific you're almost like a goalie out there like yeah you're part of the game but you're kind of doing something so fucking different anyway i'll do an, i'll do a fucking podcast on that someday so anyway we're super solid going into this thing i'm fucking rattled because we were at this this camp thing with this stacked roster and our defense is fucking kife at the time 
and I'm going, what the fuck? Like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm hoping that these guys are the best in the league and we're just going to crush everybody because these guys are just like an indication of what the league's going to be like and it's going to be easy. I was also praying that it wasn't the case that these guys were fucking like so shitty and we're garbage and we're going to have to play these teams and doesn't matter how well we do on offense if our defense is brutal. Turned out to be like they were kind of a decent indication of what the league was going to be, I guess. Like I said, the our 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 beef eater defense, man, good for them. They fucking picked it up at, by the end of the season, but again, you know, we were fucking pissed too, right? Like all the guys that were asked to play beefs, like we were fucking pissed off. So, um that that kind of really fueled things. Unfortunately, I was working out um in so that would happen in spring. I stayed in London that summer to to work out, so I'm working out and one day um shout out shout out Brandon Murphy we're working out one day and I'm straight up just warming up. We're doing squats and I'm warming up with like 285, which sounds like a lot. But at the time I could box squat, which is like go and sit down, pause and sit up with 415. So 285 was a warm up for me. So Murph wasn't really watching me because I was like, I'm fucking warming up. No big deal. Just doing some shit. So I sat down for the box squat. I was in fact doing box squats, sat down. And as I was coming up, it felt my fucking back just kind of did this weird thing and it felt like someone was jamming a hot poker right into like the center of my spine like right on each side of my spine I was like fuck had to drop the weight killing my back so fucking hurt clearly um I can't really bend at the waist so I can't like bring my knee up towards my chest um, so I'm fucked. I'm like, yo, Murph, I got to go to the, I got to go to the clinic. So we walk over to the sports medicine clinic. Uh, the doctor there just gives me bullshit fucking naproxen. And I'm like, all right, like, thanks. He's like, see what this does, whatever. And so my buddy takes me home. I have to like lay, I have to like go like face down in the back seat fuck across the back, like crazy. Um, and, uh, he takes me home and as soon as I go and lay down, I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm not going to be able to get up out of here. And I need like pain medication. Cause I was just like in fucking pain. So I ended up going to the hospital, getting some shit. <clears throat> um, and I'm like, fuck, this is like, t- I think it's like two or three weeks before beefs are sp- is supposed to start. And beef starts like kind of early o- August. It's like a few weeks before Western even started. So all the boys were still like, you know, getting amped up for camp too. And, um, uh, so literally every day, I think it was for two weeks, every single day I went to, uh, to physio and, uh, this one physio at, at Western fucking helped me out. She, she got me back to fighting shape and I, and I played every single down of that beef eater season with those double practices and all that fucking shit. And my back never really gave me too much trouble. It was only when I like wasn't really warmed up enough. But truthfully, my back was pretty good, thankfully. But I fucked it up. And still to this day, it kind of still bugs me here and there. But um, um, yeah, I played literally every single down. I played right tackle for for the beef eaters. And I played every single down of that season. So... 
um, I'll kind of take us through the season a little bit here. So our first game was against Brampton Bears. And like I said, I, I'm pretty sure our coach, Greg Marshall, shout out Coach Marshall, was at this game. So again, every single guy who's out there that wants to play for Western is like, I'm going to put my fucking balls to the absolute wall here because coaches in the stands. And that's what like even Buttrell was saying, like our coach um, was like, this is fucking it. Like, let's go. So we went out there and very brief history about the beef eaters. And this is even when I was playing Hamilton hurricanes in 2008 known as being one of the shittiest teams in, in Ontario, the OFC, the Ontario football conference. They're one of the worst teams in the league. So this is the first game of the season. We're playing Brampton in Brampton and they're like probably just expecting us for bullshit. Again, it's the first game of the season. The fucking guys have probably been practicing for two weeks. They barely know shit. And we know this stuff like the back of our hand. And we go in there. We fucking beat them 49 to 9. We put the absolute boots to these guys. And it was like, they were like, what the fuck are these guys saying, man? Um, again, even defensively, we obviously did we we did pretty well there. But it was an absolute shellacking. Really good. But still, we all, a lot of guys had fucking chips on our shoulders. Joe Cicelli was still with us uh, at center, which was great. Uh, the second game of the year was at Western. So we played at TD, TD Waterhouse Stadium. And um, we played St. Leonard, which basically St. Leonard Cougars are from Montreal, more or less. It's like a suburb of Montreal. When I was playing Hurricanes, we actually went to Montreal to play. And Stade Bear at the time had like literally AstroTurf, like old school AstroTurf literally like a brillo pad i i um like during a block i like slid forward and like and slid across the the astroturf with my forearms rest of the game i was just bleeding out my forearms we had white pants with the hurricanes i just looked like a fucking nightmare anyway we play saint leonard and these guys fucking show up to western to london like they fucking own the place again historically they probably would come in there and kick the shit out of the beefs but not in 2012. Um, it No point before had they ever had that many Western guys on the team before. Usually it was only like a handful of dudes. So this is pretty unheard of to have so many of us at like playing at, at that one at that one time. So they came in there fucking warming up, hooting and hollering. One, one of their linebackers had like white contacts. So you like his eyes were like all fucking crazy, which I thought was illegal because you can't really tell if they have a concussion with those, but whatever. Um, and they're fucking talking shit, even like till the first few snaps, like they were fucking just Jack John. And obviously being from Montreal, a lot of them speak French and, um, I believe at that time, I think that might have been, let me see. No, not yet. Because I think, oh my gosh, wow. Anyway, sorry, I'll get to that moment. I'll get that, I'll get to that in a second. One of our tackles, our, our left tackle, sorry, I was the other tackle. But our other tackle, uh, Seb Pilon, shout out Seb, um, is from Quebec. It's actually his first language is French. So he could always tell us like what they were saying. It was always pretty fucking funny. And they, they got into a couple like French arguments, which was funny. But we just put them put the boots to these guys. Their defense wasn't very tricky. It was pretty, pretty standard. And our offense just ate that shit up. We beat them 27-7. 
Our third game was against the Burlington Braves in Burlington. And there's a weird, uh, not weird, there's an interesting history with um, with the Braves and the Beefeaters is whenever they play, they play for the Hardy Bowl, which is a memorial for Dave Harding. I guess he passed away and um, had connections with both the Beefs and, and the Braves. That was a really interesting game because we were in, in Burlington. So I know my mom came and I, I think there's a few other family members that came, which was fun. Um, and, uh, we were playing pretty hard. It was a fucking pretty tough fought victory at one point. Uh, one of our receivers, I believe, I think it was Wade Geddes. Shout out Wade Geddes. I'm so sorry, brother. Um, there was a block scenario where he was supposed to come down and, and block the defensive end. Who's usually kind of right in front of me and just his momentum or, he kind of just like lost, just lost control. He ended up blo- like running straight into me, and I was so fucking mad. I was yelling at him. Anyway, uh, we won that twenty three twenty two, I believe, with a with a winning kick. Shout out Zach Medeiros was our kicker, um, and he was like, "This guy was fucking money. He's plays in the fucking CFL right now." Shout out, brother! Tremendous kicker. As much as I love Liam Hirolahu, who's playing in for the Dallas Cowboys now, shout out Liam, who is our kicker at Western. Um, Zach was fucking tremendous as well. Tremendous. Anyway, we won that 23-22. Um, our next game was against Windsor, the Windsor AKO Fratman. Like I said, that was the team that, that this year's Beefs played. But at the time, they were Windsor. And, man, that was a fucking brutal game. So they come into our house... And traditionally, Windsor had beat the shit out of London. Again, that's just how the fucking game went. So we really had that kind of underdog thing on our side where people really underestimated us. And man, that's one of the most powerful things in sports. Like, honestly, I played for um, a, a team, a basketball team here in Hamilton called Blessed Sacrament. Shout out Blessed. And um, <clears throat> our coach was like, I don't like I don't want us to have nice jerseys. We just, it was like a rep team. So we just bought like fucking reversible jerseys, bullshit. And everyone had their own shorts. No one had matching shorts. And it was like, it was like, you know what? Anytime you have a team where they're going to be like, where they're going to come out and, Look at look at another team and go, all oh, these guys ain't shit because they don't look like they can fucking do anything. Fuck them, man. They should lose. But again, that's just this whole idea that when you when a team is watching warm up, doing whatever, and they're like, oh, these guys are shit, or historically that team has been bad. And I, I've been on both ends of this thing. You get all cocky and you think you're going to win, or it's, again, the team is perceived as being worse, or all that shit, right? So again, you know, it's kind of one of these things where that underdog phenomenon, if you will, was really on our side. So we show up to this game. Windsor comes into our fucking barn. We start fucking getting after it. First play of the game, we, we score a huge touchdown, which is tremendous. <clears throat> at one at one point, so our, our fullback, Jason Kwan, fucking shout out Kwan, man. The guy played with all heart. The guy was all heart. And... Um, At one point, this fucking guy from Windsor comes out of absolutely nowhere and spears Jason in the back. Fucking gets him right out. 
and um, the fucking guy gets up and he's like, I've been waiting to get that fucking gook all game. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, you can't just fucking say shit like that, man. Like, like for real, for real. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, we, uh, we fucking go and, um, um, we're, we're like, we're just fucking taking it. And still to this day, I can't even fucking believe it. Anyway, this guy fucking says this shit. My buddy Nathan Carancy hears it. We all fucking hear it. We're like, what is that motherfucker's number? Let's get him as soon as we find him. Again, I don't even fucking... I, I feel terrible for even fucking saying the word. But again, I just... It still fucking gets me fired up. But it's one of those things where it's like... Fuck, man. <sighs> I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where... You got to kind of fucking get over it. So bullshit goes down with Quan. I fucking hate that fucking shit. <sighs> Again, still irks me to this day, but what are you going to do? Um, so uh, we never, I don't think anyone really ever gave it to that fucking guy. At least like no one really had a chance. He was some fucking defensive back. So it's always hard to get those guys back as, as an offensive lineman. But we inevitably won that game 37-11. So that brings us to our first loss of the fucking season. This was a fucking kick in the pants, man. So um, <clears throat> we're playing we're playing Ottawa at Ottawa. So the Ottawa Sooners, I believe, played out of Carlton. So that was all right. We got to fucking play at Carlton. At Carlton, this was actually before their they had their team come back for the first time in years and years. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we're out there, we're playing, and our quarterback Blake Huggins, God bless the man, was a fucking tremendous quarterback, really athletic, not gifted with a lot of height, but still really good. At slinging the rock, the guy just was very talented, <clears throat> and he had all these games leading up to this game. Had was having tr was having tremendous games. We gave him all the time in the world, so he had nothing to worry about. But there was just something about this game where things just weren't clicking. He wasn't throwing the ball in the right spot. Like it was just one of those things. Again, court being a quarterback is one of the hardest fucking things in any sport because. Yeah, you're part of the team and, you know, just as much as anyone else, you know, you're you have your responsibilities and if anyone else fucks up, they can fuck up the play too. But the, the consequences of, of a quarterback messing up are so much worse and you just touch the ball every single play. So if you're not if you're not going to be making the plays that day it's going to fuck shit up because you are the start of every you're the start and sometimes finish of almost every single play um so anyway we just had a fucking terrible game we ended up losing that game 15-31 fucking tough tough loss uh the absolute fucking cherry on the shit sunday was uh a bunch of fucking goons from our team left their phones charging in our bus 
And you know what? I also fucking say goon to our goddamn motherfucking bus driver who was like, yo, maybe go and unplug all them shits because it drains the motherfucking battery and then the bus ain't going to start. And then we got to sit there for fucking hours and hours because they said they got to drive a bus from fucking somewhere like four or five hours away, man. It was fucked. Fucked. We were sitting in this motherfucking parking lot going nuts, man, doing nothing, fucking around. Ugh. After that loss, too, just sitting in this. F- oh, my God. It was brutal. Uh, we didn't get home till like fucking eight or nine in the morning, man. Like it was actually horrendous driving back from Ottawa to London. Jesus Christ. Anyway, we bounce back next game. Twin City Predators show up. Uh, come They come to TD to face the, the Beefs. We won that game pretty handedly, 37-8. Little tidbit from that game. One of their defensive linemen was wearing hiking boots. Great. Uh, <clears throat> that takes us to uh, the second game of the year against Windsor at Windsor, which was a f- talk about a goddamn hard-fought victory. Um, mother, Goddamn Windsor plays in like some ancient fucking just old ass stadium that Hamilton used to have, but we bulldoze that shit and build new shit. But like shitty fucking grass field that was like pure mud. Um, at the literally up until so we're talking this is our one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh game. Up until that point, I was playing it in a two point stance. So as an offensive lineman, you can play in a two point stance, or you can play in a three point stance with your, your one hand down. Uh, two point stance is essentially standing up. Just kind of gives you a little one extra millisecond advantage here and there. This fucking ref calls uh, illegal procedure on me like three times in a row. And I was like, fuck. So now I had to go to a three point stance. Funny enough, I actually stayed with that three point stance for the rest of the year. Whatever. Who gives a flying fuck? But we played this game. And just shitty calls here and there. We're just battling. Again, Medeiros fucking shows up and he fucking kicks us through the goddamn... Just... Just takes us to victory with his boot. The guy was just a beauty. Again, I believe... Let me just check. I believe he's on the... Um, I believe he's on the Argos right now. Zach Medeiros. Yeah, he's playing for Toronto. Drafted by the uh, Eskimos. I guess he's a free agent now. But again, the guy's fucking got a boot. Tremendous. Tremendous. But thank God he fucking basically won that game for us. We won that uh, uh, 20 to 17. So it was tied up with like seconds to go. And if we went to overtime, it would have been a tough win. So that was kind of a bittersweet win, but we got the dub. Then came the game I was fucking really looking forward to. We're playing the Hamilton Hurricanes for the first time in the season. And I knew of all the fucking teams going into this, I really did know exactly how the Hamilton Hurricanes saw the uh, London Beefeaters. And it was not in a pleasant light. They did not give a fuck. They thought the beefs were bullshit. They didn't care about that we only had one loss. In fact, I think they only had one loss. Or they might have been undefeated at this point. 
So they're coming into they're coming into London, coming into TD with their fucking heads high, thinking they're just gonna fucking put the boots to us and just show everyone that we're bullshit. We fucking go out there, man. <clears throat> put and we put on. I don't know. I'd like to watch game film from it, but it was one often offensively. It was one of the squeakiest, squeaky clean. Just, I don't want to say perfect. But offensively, we were just unstoppable. Um, <coughs> um, by the fourth quarter, the defensive line, at least, was essentially just giving up. It was fucked. Like, just, just crazy. We ended up winning 61-21. And those 21 points were basically, like, I think very last-minute scores where we just kind of just mailed it in and put in a bunch. Excuse me. Put in a bunch of like second string, third string guys, just giving them a chance. So we fucking kicked the living shit out of the canes. Um, and um, I was so happy. I was so happy that after that win, Jesus Christ, I felt I was on top of the world. And it was redemption in some ways for me against. Um, Jason Hayes and just showing him fuck man like I you know had this ability all along blah 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 so that felt great so that was our season we won we won uh, we were uh, we were 7 and 1 going into playoffs so not bad we, we lost that one fucking game to Ottawa but we're going in fucking strong so because of our record um, we were first in the in in Ontario so St. Leonard had to come to us so they come to TD again pretty cocky coming in again I guess they forgot it was the, only the second game of the season when we played them so I guess they kind of forgot what happened before and we actually put up 27 points again and St. Leonard only put up 17 too bad fellas so that was a pretty pretty standard win, but we had our fucking eyes set on the prize. Uh, so often OFC Championship at in London at TD Waterhouse versus Hamilton. We got to get a second fucking try at Hamilton. I will say this in any league in any sport, it is tough to beat a team twice, especially if the other team is is also talented because. You give a team your looks, they get game film, they know how things work. Um, Personnel-wise, you kind of get to know each other, and it's not a surprise like it was the first time. So we're playing fucking Hamilton in the championship, and for whatever the fucking reason is, and up until this point, my buddy B-Rye and I were starting right right guard and right tackle. B-Rye was guard, I was tackle. At this point, our buddy Mike Norman had joined the game. Uh, actually, after we fucking lost to Windsor, or after we lost to Ottawa, of course he fucking joined because we bullshit. <laughs> no, I love you, Mike. Um, no, but uh, he he came on um, after the Ottawa loss because uh, Joe had left, and I think our buddy Kane was was doing some center duties. But anyway, we needed Mike, and Mike was a very very good center. Um, him and his brother Matt played with us at Western. Matt was one of the one of the best football players I've ever played with, and uh, some of that rubbed off on Mike. Um, but he was he was an excellent center. Um, we had great communication. Shout out Jet, Mike. You know what I'm talking about, Jet. Anyway, um, uh, and um, so it was like Mike, 
Birai and myself were pretty fucking solid. Like, I'd say from when when Mike joined us with the Twin City Predators, it was the three of us for that. Windsor, the Hamilton Hurricanes win, and the St. Leonard win. Our left tackle guard scenario was kind of a revolving door. Seb um, would sometimes get pulled during the game, and then Karan, our buddy Nathan Carancy would go to tackle, and then uh, Kane McEwen would come in at, at left guard. So that was kind of a strange scenario, but basically the right side and, and Mike as center was was really solid, and we had developed excellent chemistry at that point. We were friends, and we'd, it, we were in the same year at Western, so we we know each other really well. Uh, but for whatever the fucking reason, when we're going into the goddamn championship game, our coaches decide to start Kane at, at right guard instead of B-Rye. And it was like, what the fuck? B-Rye was like, what the fuck? We took our pre-workout. They literally told us like right before the game started. And I'm like kind of too, too in the zone to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I should have, sorry, B-Rye. I should have protested and been like, what are you fucking talking about? We need B-Rye in there. You guys are nuts. Nothing against Kane, God bless, but it's just a chemistry thing, man. You don't just like break up the fucking O-line before the shit starts. So anyway, we go into that first half, man, and it was like running on ice. They had our fucking number. I think they put up some early points, but we just couldn't do shit on offense. So we're playing, we're playing, comes to halftime, we're in the fuck, we're in the change room. We got Andy Rady, we got Buttrell coaching us. We also got JP Cercelli who's part of the Cicelli family. Joe Cicelli's in there. It's just a fucking, we got, it's like a brain trust, offense, offensive line brain trust working. We're ripping the board. We're writing shit. And we're like, we got to put B-Rye in. I don't know if I was like, we need to put B-Rye in. Or at least when someone said, brought that, I don't know if it was Andy Rady or someone said it. I was like, fuck yeah, we need B-Rye in. So anyway, once the second half started, B-Rye's in. Things are fucking cooking a little bit better. We're getting some a little bit more movement offensively. B-Rise out there fucking kicking ass. In fact, in fact, there was one time where, um, oh shit, I totally fucking forgot to mention. So we beat, we beat St. Leonard fucking hand, uh, or actually it might've been after the Hamilton Hurricanes win the first one. Shit. Anyway, we lost Blake Huggins at one point because he actually got called up to Western because one of our quarterbacks got hurt and we needed Huggy um, for West for Western shit. And once you dress or start or do some shit, uh, he didn't start. But once you like dress and play because you think he had some actual minutes in a game, uh, you can't come back and play OFC or CJFL, whatever the rule was. It was fucking bullshit. So anyway, we lost him. So I think for the St. Leonard win, we had Chuck Wall, who was a quarter, came into Western as a quarterback, but he was our slot back. I think we had Chuck Wall play quarterback because our backup quarterback had sustained a brutal fucking um, um, brutal concussion, I think, in the in the Windsor game. Anyway, so he was out bad. Shout out Robbie Lyons. But by the time we, we got to that Hamilton Hurricanes game, my God, I can't even remember who was in that quarterback. No, I'm pretty sure it was Robbie Lyons. So Robbie fucking comes out. And again, this, this is his first game back from a from a big concussion. We probably should have kept Chucky in, in in hindsight, but what can you do? Um, 
And but again, we get some sh- shit going. But Robbie ends up throwing a, an interception at one point, and motherfucking B. Rye saves the day with a huge open field tackle. Like no one else around. B. Rye's the only guy. I I'm po- I'm almost positive the the guy who intercepted the ball probably would have scored a touchdown if B. Rye didn't. And my dad. <laughs> My dad, that was the fucking first thing he said because he was at the game. That was the fucking first thing he said to B-Rai uh, when we saw him. He's like, B-Rai, you made the game-saving tackle. And it's so fucking true because um, it was like, I think, in the third or fourth quarter. But if they scored, it would have put us in a really tough scenario. Um, and then at one point, Josh Woodman, shout out Woodman, who's um, who's in the CFL right now. Um, he... Uh, he was our punt returner and he fucking returned one to the house. And that, that put us up, um, 19, 16 going, uh, going in the last few minutes of the game. And I don't think we had possession for like the last two minutes of the game. Um, our defense again came up huge, big stops, but it was one of those things where it was just a grind and Hamilton had the ball for a long time. And, um, I was, tripping on the sidelines i was so fucking stressed man because like you can't do anything you're helpless and you're just like hoping that clock just runs out and anyway it did and i was fucking elated it was so fun to win the ofc championship let alone against hamilton but again just have that team was the first win for for the beefs they had never never won an offensive uh or sorry they had never won an ontario championship before so that was fucking amazing to be a part of that history um, and again, you know, you, you feel for all the, the people in the organization that were part of teams that were just getting shit on and still coming out and equipment managers and, and people in the office and like booking shit and doing accounting and all that. Shit. Again, God bless Coach Vuvalaitis, all that stuff. So it was a very, very satisfying, satisfying feeling. Um, but coming into so obviously winning winning the uh, the Ontario championship our next game was the Canadian semifinal so um, there's obviously two Canadian semifinals there's one in the east and there's one in the west and we were set to go out to Saskatoon to play in the week leading up to it we had a few practices uh, at home in London <coughs> and we're practicing and me and B-Rye especially, but most of the offensive line and, and the Western guys and therefore our offense were like really focused. Like we want that fucking national championship. So we know that that OFC championship was just a stum- was just a stepping stone to get to the championship. So we're looking ahead. We're, we're, tr- we're, we're carrying on. But a lot of guys on the team, a lot of local guys, a lot of defensive guys, you could tell they got that they got that Ontario championship and they were happy. Whatever happens next, cool. So it was really fucking concerning when we were getting ready to go out uh, to Saskatoon. We go out there. Um, I fucking forgot my wallet, even though it was like it was like tucked in like a fucking part of my bag that I I searched like twenty times, but I couldn't find it. It was like in a hidden compartment, basically. Luckily, I had some cash on me, but it was fucking annoying. And thank God you could fly domestic without, um, or I just had my passport for for ID. Anyway, um, so off to a fucking rough start. But anyway, uh, we fly out to Saskatoon. Pretty jokes with the whole team. 
we get out there and first thing the hill so we're, we're going to play saskatoon hilltops which is their their local team out there and um as soon as we get into into saskatchewan they have a fucking city bus take us to our hotel and it's kind of like what the fuck like you guys don't have coach buses out here like what is this fucking bullshit i don't know what that was about but it was one of many things that was like this weird fucking skullduggery business. And I don't know if it was like, I don't know if it was motherfucking totally on purpose or just like here and there, things just started adding up. But it was like, what the flying fuck is going on here? One of the, uh, like when we first got there, we went and practiced at a, at a field that had like a foot of snow on it. And this is like October 27th, mind you, October 26th. I think we got out there. It's fucking freezing, you know, in, in Ontario, it's like five degrees nowadays, fucking even warmer. But at the time it wasn't fucking very cold, but it was like minus fucking 15 when we were in, in, in Saskatoon. So we were like, Jesus Christ, the snow is fucked. I brought when I when I was packing, I brought two sets of cleats because I happened to have like seven studs, like big long cleats, and then my turf shoes. The reason I truly brought my turf shoes is I was hoping and praying that we were gonna play at the University of Saskatchewan, which is in Saskatoon. I don't know why the fuck we didn't. There was a game we we all went to. We we watched the University of Saskatchewan play Regina or somebody. And, um, so I don't think there was a game going on. Maybe they were using it for soccer or some shit, but what the fuck? Let us use the turf because the field that we ended up playing on, which was fucking Gordie Howe field, Gordie Howe stadium. Tell me what the fuck Gordie Howe has to do with football, but the motherfucker had to be an outdoor hot, uh, an outdoor rink that they just put dirt on. Cause that's what it felt like. It was frozen solid. There was no, not a blade of grass. And they had just like painted lines on fucking dirt. So I went out there the day before the game. We went out there to practice. And I had my seven studs on. And I could not fucking get a grip worth shit. And I was like, no chance in hell I'm wearing these fucking seven studs. I'm going to wear my turf shoes tomorrow. Because this is basically like playing on cement. I think I was the only one that did that. So literally, man, like all of our receivers, running backs, other O-linemen had seven stud cleats because the hilltops in the paper leading up to it were like, it's going to be a mud bowl. Watch out. So this is what I'm saying. Shit like this was like, what the fuck? Were they fucking with us? And all the guys on the hilltops are out there. Some of them are in like fucking basically straight running shoes. And, and also it's so cold, minus 15. Like I basically had to do two warm ups to, to play this game. Because I was cold, like I did our, our normal warm up, whatever, leg kicks and shit. And I was like, I'm not warm enough. I had to do another one. So, but these guys are out there, short sleeves, short pants, no under armor. Animals, savages, fucking big burly um, farm boys that don't give a flying fuck. But good football players, really fundamental, solid. Uh, another kind of shit leading into it is our team was like, not only our demeanor, but our prep was bullshit. Like we, we either didn't get good film, which is another fucking fuckery skullduggery moment, but we didn't watch any film, which is like, what, what, why not? So it was just a weird preparation, even kind of coming down from the coaches too, which was strange looking back on it. But again, what can you do? 
Um, and then the, the other fucking thing that kicked me in the goddamn bag. I've never felt like this in my t- in entire life. Nathan, this is bef- right, right before the game. After my two warm-ups, shit's ready, about to go. We're in the fucking change room, putting on two sets of gloves. Karanchi gives me some fucking shroom tech from on it. I fucking take it. I feel like I'm fucking Superman Joe Rogan. And all of a sudden, this soldier comes in. Straight up soldier. Fucking wearing green shit, hat, medals with the fucking what? And I'm like, all right, what's this guy about? So apparently, this dude from London used to play Beef Eaters and was stationed like eight the fuck hours north of Saskatoon. In the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, heard the beefs were in this game and, and came down to watch us. So someone had the bright idea of bringing him in to do like a pregame speech. So this guy goes into the speech. He's like from, I guess he did a tour in Afghanistan or something with the Canadian Armed Forces. And this guy goes into the story about he saved 40 other soldiers and civilians from from fucking Taliban or whatever on like the top of a Humvee with the fucking gunner, like a gunner, like fucking cod shit. Like he's telling us about saving lives, doing this and that, laying down. And he's equating it with like being a football player. You know, you're out there putting your fucking life out there for your brother next to you. And I'm looking over to my boys and again, you know, not to sound like fucking pieces of shit, but all the offensive linemen, and historically speaking, offensive linemen are usually some of the more, more intelligent guys on the football team. And we're all in university at the time. We're all fairly intelligent guys. We're all fucking looking at each other going, what the fuck is this guy talking about, man? Like, we are nothing at all. At least this was my feeling. And a lot of the other guys concurred. But I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, we are not we are nothing like these like these soldiers out there putting their lives out there being real men and we're like i just felt all my fucking shit was so deflated and i just felt so small and i was like man thank you so much like i wasn't even i wasn't mad at the guy because i was like fuck this guy put it all on the line for his for his country and shit i'm like god damn I am not a man where, again, like I said, going to the football game, you kind of want to feel like you're the man. I'd rather someone just come in, random guy come in and be like, you guys are the fucking shit. Go out there and fucking rip some throats, like whatever. And, but this guy just took all the wind out of our sails, man. And it was just like, oh, fuck. We got to go out there in this cold ass shit against these fucking animales and just have to get after it. So we're playing first motherfucking snap of the game. Kyle gets the ball, fumbles it. I go to jump on it because it was kind of near me. And, you know, when the ball's near, you kind of have to do a bit of like an obligatory fucking try and go for it. I, I jump for it. It literally felt go outside right now, wherever you are listening, go outside and just throw yourself on the on the street. See how that feels, because that's exactly how it felt when I jumped for this ball. And I vowed to myself, no matter what the fuck, unless this ball rolls at my feet, I am not going down to cover this shit because it is hard as a motherfucker. We continue to go out there. Guys are slip sliding. No one can cut. Uh, Our running backs can't cut. Our receivers can't run their routes. We're throwing picks. It's minus 15. Uh, Robbie Lyons is from fucking Florida. He's cold as shit. 
we're all cold as shit. Our defense is trying our best, but we just fucking shit the bed. It was on TV. My pops was watching. I was like, man, this fucking game. It just felt like sand just running through our fingers. At one point, Kyle, our running back, gets fucking tackled. And he kind of got like, like, I don't want to say, maybe like it was, it was like a suplex, but like body slammed. And, um... His fucking head hit the ground, man. And it sounded like... I don't know if anyone else has heard this, but anyone listening, you'll know what I'm talking about. It sounded like just dropping your helmet on the hallway floor, like in high school, and you're like getting ready, like in your lockers. And you just drop your helmet, and that's the sound of that plastic hitting the ground. That's what it sounded like. And me and Karancy go run over to him. We just see him, his fucking eyes are open. And we're screaming, fucking medic, come out here. It was like, again... As much as that fucking soldier, I think, was way off base equating football with war, that's kind of what it felt like. Again, it was just like the bullets were flying. It was just, God damn it, such a tough loss. The only, and we ended up losing that game 51-7. Offensive didn't even, the offense didn't even score a touchdown. It was actually a special teams that ran a fake that we put seven points. So at least we didn't get fucking goose-egged, but we were really close. 51, man, they fucked us. Um... But again, super solid team. I don't know if they actually went on. I should have looked. I don't know if they went on to win, um, to win the the uh, Canadian Championship. But what can you do? Um, like I said, you know, by the end of the season, we're doing, you know, we're doing the rundown. Everyone's happy because we won the OFC again, first time in OFC champ. Uh, First time in Beef's history that they won a, an Ontario uh, title. So we got we got rings for it. We got rings to commemorate. Like I said, I'm wearing mine right now. It's got my name on it, my number. Yep. And then it says London versus Ham. 1916 was the score. It's got some bling. 2012, baby. I'll show a picture. But again, you know, it's kind of one of those things, usually you don't, like, I know when we, at Western, when you'd win the Yates, you wouldn't get a ring, you only get a ring for the Vanier, the Canadian Championship, but again, super special, and I'm proud to be a part of that history um, with the London Beef Eaters, um, and, you know, by the end of the year, one of, our, one of my coaches, uh, Mike Cercelli, Joe, Joe and JP Cercelli's father, actually, who was uh, a part of part of the management and part of the coaching staff for the beefs came up to me and said, um, you know, we really considered you for an all Canadian, um, which is basically MVP, um, uh, or not MVP, sorry. (laughs) It's basically like an all-star position, um, on this team for all of Canada. We ended up giving it to Nathan Crancy. Shout out brother. He was basically the captain of the O line. And they said, if they could give the, all Canadian nod to the entire line they would have. Again, we were super solid. We barely gave up any fucking sacks. Like, we were super fucking solid, man. Like, you know, God bless. Obviously, we weren't CIS necessarily material, but we were really fucking good when it comes to CJFL. So that was, that was, that you know, I felt honored for, and it was special for my coach to at least come up and, and tell me after that, that I was on the, uh, th- that I was on the short list at least. And again, you know, like, I fucking played every single down. So I, I played my motherfucking heart out. Um, and again, you know, like I said, I, 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 did, this whole, I did this whole podcast this weekend uh, in honor of the Beefs winning, too. And they actually won. 
crazy. So shout out to my boys again, Nathan Crancy, Alex Krauski, Connor Elliott, um, all, all you boys out there uh, that are still coaching. Love you. Big win. Congratulations. Uh, I was talking to my buddy B-Rye about it, and he gave me kind of the skinny on the game. So I got a text from here. I'm going to read it. So um, he's telling the story here. Starts with, um, it's late in the fourth quarter. A snap over the punter's head was recovered by London in the end zone to make it 7-14. to 14. So at the, at the time, the Fratmen uh, from fucking Windsor, St. Clair, were, were winning 14 nothing. So the Fratman couldn't move the ball on its next possession, and the Beef Eaters get the ball back, and then the Beef Eaters struck, uh, struck a 40-yard touchdown pass to tie the game 14-14 with one minute to go in the game. Um, on the ensuing kickoff, the Fratman fumble the ball, setting the stage for London to hit the Rouge to win it. Um, as time expired and advanced, and they advanced to the national championship. So a rouge for everyone listening who doesn't know Canadian football rules. If you kick the ball through the end zone, it goes to the other side. I believe you get one point, which is fucking crazy. You get one point if it just goes through the back of the end zone. I don't know. It's fucking Canadian, but it worked for the beefs and they fucking came back in the in the fourth quarter. Crazy, tremendous. And somehow they get they get to go straight to the national championship. So fucking good for them. I hope they win. I think they got to I think they get to play the Regina Rams who are a solid team, solid team. They built, they beat the Hilltops, so fuck you, Hilltops. But um, anyway, go Beefs. Whenever the championship is, I believe it's either this weekend or next. Fucking go Beefs. You guys are the best. Um, it was a pleasure playing with you guys. It was an honor, although it kind of started, uh, it started really tough for me being asked by Coach Bertoia to go and play. It turned out to be such a rewarding experience and something I'll cherish, you know, for the rest of my days. And it was it and it was great. Unfortunately, by the end of it, my fucking shoulder was so worn out. I kind of had to hang up the cleats. I had a, I had a shoulder surgery at the end of that season. And uh, my surgeon basically said, you can continue to play football, but you might lose the use of your left arm. And the first thing I thought of was uh, if I can't play music, I can't do shit. B. Rye was getting some shots at uh, at first team offense and then he fucking blew out his knee. So we both got injured and, and fucking retired from football in the same year. So again, shout out my boy B. Rye, shout out my boy Mikey. Again, Carancy, all the offensive line, all the all the offense. Shout out Jason Kwan, shout out Blake Blake Huggins, all these boys. I love you, Chuck Wall, another Hamilton boy. We fucked up those hurricanes, didn't we, brother? Um, again, thank you so much for listening. If you guys like the podcast, please rate it, leave us comment, uh, hit the bell, hit the notifications, uh, so you know when when we drop a new video and we drop a new episode. Go tell your friends about it. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on uh, Twitter at the Big Mark Pod at the Big Mark Podcast, and go check out our Patreon. You can support the podcast there. Uh, Patreon.com/slash the Big Mark Pod. There's different levels there where uh, you can contribute, and we can keep this going. Again, I love doing this for you. Fifty episodes, everybody. Two more weeks to the year. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Go Beefs. Peace.